Hi friends, this episode is sponsored by Pilgrimage to Beauty. Their mission is to create a transformative experience of true rest and retreat for couples or individuals wired for adventure. Pilgrimage to Beauty and their team believe that meaningful rest is vitally important to spiritual, emotional, and human development. But oftentimes retreats and pilgrimages can leave us more exhausted than we were before. Pilgrimage to Beauty's sole aim is to give you a unique, once-in-a-lifetime experience that transforms and renews your spirit, no matter your vocation or state in life. Join them on a pilgrimage to the breathtaking shores of Lake Atitlan, Guatemala, this December 2022, and rest, pray, and experience beauty. Go check out the website, pilgrimagetobeauty.com, or their Instagram, at G-U-A-T-E-H-I-C-K-M-A-N. If this sounds like something that's right for you, if you tell them that you heard about it through the podcast Abiding Together, you'll receive a discount code for $100 off registration. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, friends, and welcome to season 11 of the Abiding Together podcast. Abiding Together is a place where you can find connection, rest, and encouragement in your journey with Jesus Christ. Every week, I'm joined by two of my very dearest friends, Heather Kim and Michelle Bensinger, and we talk about all things Christ, about life, about beauty, about sorrow. We laugh, we cry, you'll fit right in. (laughs) So grab a cup of coffee, settle in, and welcome home. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Abidings Together podcast and welcome to the week of weeks. We have made it to Holy Week and we're going to dive into all the days of Holy Week as we prepare really to to celebrate the highest feast day of the church, which is Easter Sunday. So Heather and Michelle, we're almost there. Girls, we are almost there. And we were just looking at Heather's, one a piece of art she just did. She just stained. What did you do? You stained a headboard? Yeah, it's a whole bed frame. Heather, that's gorgeous. You know, some, I just have to have a creative project. Nobody can see I'll it. Preach, it. Preach. <laughs> yes. I have to have a do. creative project. And so I'm realizing that, yeah, like I can do things just even at home. So I ordered a sander. I had this bed frame that was kind of like a whitewash, beachy kind of thing. And our our daughter didn't really like that style. So I sanded down the whole thing and then what? stained it and it turned out so good. It turned out it's amazing. Gorgeous. It's beautiful. Heather, you need to put yeah. a picture of it in this. I know that's episode. a good idea. Yeah. I totally it's will. lovely. You totally should. Yeah. yeah well how maybe are you all doing Yeah. You ready for the week of weeks? You're ready for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a powerful week. Yeah. Well, it's it a, it's a powerful week and so much has happened. Obviously, you know, we record ahead of time, but so much has happened, you know, in the weeks that we've journeyed together in Lent and the world and our families and ourselves and we shall see. We shall see what happens this week. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I'm ready for sugar. And so like, I just want a piece <laughs> She's of ready sugar. for sweet tart jelly beans. That's, <laughs> oh, that's what so, the Easter bunny's bringing you this week, girl. Yeah. And so, yeah, like, yeah, it was just like, let's eat some little sugar and whatever. Mm-hmm. Actually, as soon as I do, it's like one of those like false avatar, you know, false advertising because I've like made it the habit not to have a lot of it, especially mm-hmm. just on feast days. And so when I do have it, it feels good when I eat it, and then it makes me sick. But you know, it's just like, okay, darn it! <laughs> That's such uh, a metaphor for so many things. That's right, so right. And you're just like, darn it! That it reminds looks me of so uh, Turkish delight. Yes. Right? Delight Seriously, <laughs> seriously. Like, come on, come on. And so that is so good. Yeah. So Lord, let us take pleasure in things that are heavenly. Come on, yeah. you know. But yeah. yeah. So um, yeah. But isn't it just amazing? Like we really like this is the pinnacle. Like. Like, this is a Super Bowl. This is the national mm-hmm. championship of our faith. It is Easter. And mm-hmm. I don't think that we give it enough 
give it enough prayer, give it enough pondering, give it enough presence, like, oh my gosh, Jesus rose from the dead. And that same Amen. resurrection power is within us, you know, Amen. that he can resurrect the places and pieces of our own hearts and bring them back to life. And that mm-hmm. it is just a powerful thing. And mm-hmm. the time after Easter, you know, those 50 days from Easter to Pentecost, mm-hmm. like, are, it's, it's a powerful time, you know, yeah. in the church. It is a very, mm-hmm. very powerful time. And so how do we enter into this holy week? With our yes. whole hearts and our whole beings and our whole bodies mm-hmm. and really enter into this time and set apart. Like I've uh, said before on the podcast, I learned so much from my Jewish friend mm-hmm. how they celebrate the feast days. Like, man, um, they prepare. Like mm-hmm. she's, she always tells me, she's like, Michelle, you have to be intentional about feasting. <laughs> And so, because it's a preparation and I love the beauty of that. And I love Mm. that. And I was like, okay, how do I prepare for Easter? And I mean, Mm. I really kind of want candles. Like she has these really cool Jewish Shabbat candles. I really want them some too, but like, how do I prepare like our table for Easter? How do I prepare this Holy week? How do I prepare my heart and all the different things? So, Mm. yeah. And I love what you said, sister, in this, this week is like any, unlike any other week in the whole entire liturgical year. Mm -hmm. So how do we enter in fully to it? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's a great invitation that the Lord is making to each one of us of, you know, how will we make this week different than any other week? And in the midst of all the busyness and, you know, the kids and all kinds of stuff we we have going on in our lives, but how can we make this week different? And I think that's going to be a deep invitation to all of us and maybe an exciting surprise as the Lord opens up this week for us. And so this is a, we, we finished prayer fasting and almsgiving. So Holy Week stands alone in and of itself. And so there's a beautiful quote, section four is on sacrifice um, from the book Restore that we've been journeying through. And the quote uh, that I chose for this particular section is from St. Catherine of Siena, one of our girls, right? And I love this quote. She says, he will provide the way and the means such as you could never have imagined Leave it all to him. Let go of yourself. Lose yourself on the cross, and you will find yourself entirely. I think we could do a whole episode just on that quote. <laughs> right, <laughs> which is, right. Which is so good. And so our scripture verse is from Matthew 21, 9 on Palm Sunday, where the crowd shouts, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And just as we journey through this week of Holy Week and and, and the book Restore, there's many meditations each, each day that are going to bring your heart to different places. But kind of maybe, Michelle, as we dive into Holy Week, and maybe is there other traditions your family has as you prepare your heart? Or what about for you? Like, how do you prepare yourself in Holy Week for Easter Sunday and then the octave of Easter and then what's to come after that? Yeah, we have we were had this conversation about like the people we do family dinner every Sunday night, how we wanted to enter into Easter. So we were mm-hmm. this year we're doing a Seder supper. Like oh, we cool. actually do all of that. But also how do we make this where it is simple because I'm really great at having all these grandiose ideas and then the implementation, either they don't happen or I just get mad because I make them so big (laughs) that they're so detailed and I'm like, and that just, you know, that just doesn't bring anybody joy or peace and it kind of like (laughs) negates the whole situation, you know? So it really is just simple. Like, how do we do this? This is the stations of the cross. But for Mm. us, a big one is the divine mercy chaplet. Mm. On Good Friday, we do that. We do the stations Mm -hmm. of the cross. We do Holy Thursday and we do foot washing in our house. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think wow. that's such a, such a powerful thing, not only to go to the Holy Thursday at church, but to do it in your house, you know, because mm-hmm. those are the people that we are trying to love the best, but we also hurt the most. Oh, so that is, so that is yeah, keeping it mm-hmm. simple that way. You know, mm-hmm. Heather, what about you? 
Yeah, we like keeping Holy Week quiet. So, so this is funny. Something that we've been doing all Lent is not buying any extra food except for like, you know, eggs and the fresh stuff like fresh vegetables. But we're just getting going through all the stuff in our freezers because oh. you know how things just get sort of packed in there and you forget mm-hmm. what you have. So like mm-hmm. we're having some interesting dinners throughout Lent. <laughs> it's like, oh, we have a lot of frozen berries. We're having smoothies, uh, you know, for <laughs> yeah. again for dinner. That's but so yeah, great. like, I mean, in Holy Week, generally, like we like food to be quite simple and for there to just be like a quietness and like a just space, you know, like just yeah. creating more space and and quiet and um yeah just room for the lord so obviously Mm -hmm. the liturgies are such an important part for our family i know you don't have to go but they are so so beautiful and they help to enter in to the various aspects and you know just even being able to pop over to the church and spend some time like just be more intentional Mm -hmm. throughout the week so Mm -hmm. how about Mm -hmm. you sister those are so those are such great things and it is true there's something really particular and beautiful even about as we enter into Holy Week, even the Mass, the Palm Sunday Mass, like all of us are literally holding palms and we're participating in like part of the gospel and like as the crowd and we're, it just, there's, it just, the whole nature of it changes and it kind of, if we allow it to, it changes it from kind of watching Jesus Christ do something out there to like what's happening within my own life and how am I participating in this road to Jerusalem? How am I participating in my life? And, you know, you're making Easter preparations and you're also making Tridum, like the Tridum is the Holy Thursday, Good Friday and Easter or Holy Saturday, which is called the Triduum, where the Mass actually doesn't have a closing prayer. It just, it just the, the Mass of the Last Supper, there's a, many times a Chrism Mass in the, in the um, diocese, which where we, the priests renew their priestly promises and their vows. It's like a, a celebration of the Last Supper. But like after that, it, there's adoration until midnight on Holy Thursday. And then there's, it's, you know, then it's Good Friday. And it's just, it's just beautiful to have the church, the liturgy unfold. So we just want to invite listeners, if you've never been to the Triduum, if you've never been to Holy Thursday, Good Friday and Easter Sunday or Easter Sunday Vigil, which is Saturday night, we just want to invite you to go this year. Just go to maybe just one of them. And just experience what that's like. Uh, last year, I live in South Texas, so last year one of one of the people, uh, one of the churches, one of our parishes did a living like Stations of the Cross, but it was like on Good Friday, but it started out on the other side of town, and we walked through town with Christ, mm. and it was a very, very visual reenactment of Christ walking, and it was so well done, wow. and it was it really put for my own heart like a new dimension onto what Christ in a way of what Christ really suffered. And so, yeah, this, it's a really, it is a special week. And so just inviting, you know, our listeners, like what, what in your week this week, how can you make it different than the past? Like, what is there something that you can do as a family or wherever a community that you're in, or even with yourself of like, how is this week going to look different? I usually always go to confession Holy Week before also, because I want to go to confession before Easter. So just different things like that, that can help us prepare. Mm, Beautiful. Uh, so maybe we could talk about some of the some of the discussion questions uh, as the days progress. As we're going to hear the readings and we're going to see different characters in the story. So maybe we could talk about Mary of Bethany and how she takes the the liter of costly perfumed oil and she breaks it over Jesus. And uh, you know, some people say that was probably their inheritance because they had no parents like Mary, Mary, uh, Martha, and Lazarus. That it could have been part of their inheritance. So it's something that was very costly, and the fragrance filled the house. And you know, she's anointing Jesus out of love, and she's anointing him for his burial. And then Judas, what's happening? Judas is judging her, and he's you know saying, "Why is she wasting this?" And this could have been—I mean, it's totally duplicitous of his heart. And Jesus defends her and he says, "Leave her alone. 
Like you just, you leave her alone. Like what she's done, she's done it for me. So just leave her alone. And so what have you guys noticed kind of in your own heart where the Lord, maybe some, I don't know, costly oil in your life that the, that is a, a gift to the Lord or just maybe even places in your own heart. I know myself included, I've had places in my heart like Judas where you just see the extravagance of other people and you just judge it <laughs> because it just comes from like a miserliness of our own hearts. What are some things as we maybe talk about that story or even talk about the betrayal of St. Peter that just stir your heart as we journey in this week? Yeah, I think for me, like the costly of oil, I just think that's such a beautiful, you know, Mary of Bethany, I think for her, like that it was extravagant worship, that she did not care what other people thought of her. Like it was, she was a desperate lover. She just wanted to get to Jesus and do, I'm always so convicted by that. That is how I want to be. And I love it. A couple of um, years ago, Catholic creatives, they use the quote, Lent is for lovers. Hmm. And I love that. And Christopher West is such a beautiful teaching. I will post that link here talking about that. That is what they used to anoint the bridegroom in before his Hmm. wedding is that same oil that she did, the spike nard, Mary Hmm. of Bethany, and that he is the bridegroom that he is coming for us. And one of my favorite quotes is one from Pope Benedict when he says, insecurity is transformed by intimacy. Mm. And she just, she didn't have, she was not insecure in God's love. She was not insecure in Jesus's love. She approached him with boldness, but she approached him with such intimacy. And I think to myself, like one of the things I love about Ignatian spirituality is when you put yourself in the scene of the gospel. Mm -hmm. And so like Mm -hmm. when you feel like, all right, what does it look like? What does it smell like? What does it do? And like, what? Put yourself in that scene of that gospel. Like that would be a beautiful thing to do this Holy Week. Allow yourself to be Mary or Bethany and allow yourself not to be controlled by other people's thoughts, but by the reckless love of the bridegroom. Mm-hmm. And what, wh- how is he looking at you when he's washing his feet? How are you looking at him? Like you're touching his feet, which, you know, it says like in Jewish time, that is like, man, they walked everywhere. You got some nasty feet, please. And so, <laughs> you know, and she washes his feet, it says in some interpretations with her tears mm-hmm. and then dries them with her hair. Like these are intimate gestures. Oh, yeah. And some people will be like, that's not appropriate. Mm-hmm. But we have a God that just breaks all barriers and he meets people where they're at. And so like in this Holy Week, what does it look like for myself and for each of us to love him with this lavish love? with this love that goes beyond any constraints and just love him with all of our just boundless hearts in his presence. Mm -hmm. Heather, what about you? Yeah. And you could see where judgment could creep in, like how that could be viewed as somewhere they're like, this is Jesus. This, this is the savior that we've been longing for. And you're crying on his feet and wiping it with your hair, like gross, like pull yourself together, you know? Mm -hmm. And sometimes we can, yeah, be judgmental of other people and how they come before God. And it might be the very best that they can give. Yeah. at that time. But yeah, sister, you mentioned St. Peter's betrayal and this story. I mean, it's one of my favorites. I love Peter and I, yes. I love just the whole thing, how honest it is and, and, and the restoration that occurs later as well. But just mm-hmm. something that struck me the other day, there was something about this scripture that was being read the other day. And um, when Jesus walked past Peter and it says like, when the cock crowed three times, whatever, and Jesus looked at Peter. Mm-hmm. And, and I just thought, that moment where they lock eyes and Peter knows that Jesus sees everything. Like he sees him and he sees him in his worst, absolute worst moment. Like what is that like to let Jesus see us at our absolute worst? 
And I can think about the times of my life where I've allowed myself, where the, the gaze of the one who was faithful, who was always faithful, like to look at me, who is a harlot in some ways in my relationship with him, you know, where I wander and I squander and I betray and I turn my back on him and I sin and all of those things. Like when I've let myself be seen there, there's nothing that breaks your heart more because of the love that comes, you know, it's like, it's not, I mean, yeah, it's the sorrow and it's the guilt and it's the, oh my gosh, like I, I've wronged someone that I love, but your heart breaks under the love because it's just so pure and good. And he still loves, like, he's not looking with like, you know, you hurt me and I'm angry, like with scorn or condemnation. Like that's not the eyes that Jesus looks at Peter with, mm-hmm. nor is it the eyes that he looks at us with. So Oh, gosh, I, I just love the whole scene with Peter. It's just so honest of the human condition. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and both, yeah, both of them. And I was just thinking as you both were sharing of how Jesus is not careless with our vulnerability. Mm-mm. No. He's so careful with it. Mm-hmm. And we've all had moments in our life where people have brought us their vulnerability and we didn't know what to do with it. Or we've brought our vulnerability to somebody else they didn't know what to do with it. And Jesus always knows what to do with it. And that invitation of of reconciliation with Peter and just his defense of Mary and, you know, his rebuke of Judas, of, of, of you know, is still trying to call him to conversion. Like, just, you know, and Judas at, the, at that time, you know, like he still has a chance like to convert and just like the hardness of Judas's heart and mm-hmm. the places where Jesus continually invites us over and over and over again. And he never tires of doing that. He doesn't ever stop doing it of the continual invitation to to come to him, to be reconciled to him as as the light and I love I, the next day we talk about the prologue of the Gospel of John, where we talk about the light. John says that the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And I remember before I was in graduate school, just reading that particular scripture passage and just thinking, well, maybe one day it will. <laughs> you know, like it hasn't, but maybe one day it will. And in Christ, the the darkness will never overcome the light. In Christ, the darkness is not even equal to the light. Satan is not, for example, Satan is not God's equal. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just a small creation, and. And the darkness in our life, and, and as we've been going through Lent, the Lord in His mercy has revealed much in our hearts, our desires, our our disorders, and all of that. But it's all of that for a purpose, so His light can bring integration and wholeness to it. And that light will never be overcome by the darkness, ever. It never will. And so that, like this, like when we talk about things like this, like this is our faith. Mm-hmm. Like this is our this is our faith. It's not this rote once a week kind of thing that we just do to fulfill an obligation. Like this is our faith that Jesus Christ is by his stripes we are healed. That he takes on everything in our life, that he suffered and died for us. He takes on the thing that destroys us, sin and death, and he takes it on himself and he transforms it and he brings it into eternal beauty. Like every time we receive the Eucharist, we say that memorial acclamation, by your cross and resurrection, Lord, you have set us free. When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim your death, Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like that, that, I just, you know, it's just, gosh, you know, I think St. Bishop Fulton Sheen said that if we really knew what the church taught, if we really knew what the church taught, we would never leave the church because mm-hmm. we do, we leave the church because we, what we think she teaches. Mm-hmm. But if, when we understand what it is, we would never leave because it's Christ. Like he's so beautiful, so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And he's so relevant. And I think that yes. that is what a lot of people miss and sometimes through their own fault, sometimes through you know, just poor teach, teaching and preaching and, mm-hmm. and example, you know, on the behalf of 
people in the church ourselves. But but yeah, Jesus is so relevant. He he mm-hmm. brings meaning to our life. Mother Teresa says Jesus explains our life. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. does he not? Mm-hmm. Like when we really mm-hmm. dive into it, it's not 2000 years ago, Jesus, who is out of touch with reality and out of touch with my, my humanity and my life and all the details of my life. It's like he's relevant in every single place of mm-hmm. our life right now. That's the realization, which when we know that he's relevant, then we know that we can ask him into all of these places yeah. because he has he has the power to do something about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's interesting, like when we think about Jesus coming into our life in a powerful way. And I think ever since we did our last Lenten study um, on Elizabeth of Trinity, Claire's mm-hmm. book, just what does it mean? Like Elizabeth Trinity was so beautiful, like allowing the Trinity to take residence as like make their home within us, you know, and make their home within us. And at the beginning of the Lent, I was praying to the Lord and just asking him like, right, what you want to do this lit? What are we going to do? Like, how are we going to journey together? And one of the phrases I heard in, like, I felt like I was sensing in prayer was, I want you to be drunk in love. And mm. I was like, all right, that's an interesting one. So and crazy in love. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I was thinking, that first thing I was thinking was, okay, the drunken love song with Beyonce, Lord, that is really inappropriate. Crazy in love is good. But the one note, I was like, that is not an appropriate song that we need to be discussing. And it was so funny that I was just praying even more. And I came across a quote from St. Ambrose. And it says, let Christ so be our food and faith so be our drink that we may joyfully receive the sober inebriation of the spirit. Come on. And it was like the sober inebriation. And and he, St. Ambrose goes on to talk about like how that awakens us, that that brings us to life, that that brings us to the power of the Holy Spirit, which is the resurrection power. And the Lord just convicting me like, you have to stop. There's certain areas that you still are doing things in your own power. Mm-hmm. And I realize this because everyone that is close to me knows I'm not a drinker. Like I don't drink and I don't have any moral reasons why to drink. And I was actually praying about that because on my twin and I was not a drinker in high school or whatever. And I was th- praying about that the other day. And it was because this is really funny on my 21st birthday, I got so drunk on Goldschlager cinnamon. I can still, I mean, it's only now that I could have the cinnamon. Everybody in our generation just laughed out loud right now. They're like, oh, we know that. Oh my God. As this tiny little thing and I was doing shots and I remember even the guy I was dating was like, honey, you need to take it easy. I'm like, fine. Okay. Like, and I was just like, Goldschlager, I love it. This is so college. It was horrible. Like, this this is like a confessional right here. But, Totally sick, got totally sick, was totally like out of control. But I remember that's why I don't drink because I don't like being out of control. And the Lord was like, this is not a virtuous thing, actually. This is like your control. And then I was praying deeper about it. And Lord's like, you even put constraints on the Holy Spirit. Like you feel like you're open more than most, but like really, what ways have you allowed yourself to be drunk in Him? I was like so convicted. Like so convicted because like, okay, allow him more room because like as we go through Easter, we're about to hit Pentecost the next season. And I'm always struck how the apostles that were scary and cowering in the room, the upper room become the bravest people. And what was the difference? It was the power of the Holy Spirit working in and through their lives. And the Lord is calling us to be Basically, drunk and love people, not on Goldschlager, but on the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Put that on a mug, abiding together. <laughs> oh, my Put that on a shot glass. Put that on a shot glass. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my mother would be so proud. So anyway, go ahead. 
Yeah. Oh, well, uh, that's great. Yeah, but like this is, yeah, Michelle, amen, and this is our faith, right? right? This is our faith. Like this is the beauty of our faith that we just don't encounter very often. We don't hear about it. We don't, we're not immersed in the scripture, so we don't know the stories. We don't know, and we don't know people who are living like this many times. And so, but like, this is the truth of our faith. Like this is, this is why it resonates with every deepest desire that we have, because it's true. Jesus Christ is reality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he is the ultimate reality. Mm-hmm. I, it's just like, ah, oh, it's so beautiful. Anyway, Heather, what were you going to say? Sorry, I cut you off. I just. Nothing. I've just enjoyed this conversation <laughs> so much. You just like me telling I'm that like, story. It's You're gonna go do some so much, like, but like, it's just so true at the same time. Like I was just thinking about the control thing and I was like, mm. you know, often we want God to ask our permission to like come to us and check in with us first before we make an agreement to something. Of course, mm. God wants wants our yes. Yes, of course. But to get to that place where we have said, Lord, you could use me. You don't need my permission. Like you could just come and use me however you want in, in the most appropriate way. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, so that you can just like, Lord, place me where you want to place me. Like whatever conversations you want me to have, to have those conversations. If you, if you want me to, to be crazy and share with somebody something that I wouldn't normally do, like give me the grace to do that, to just Mm -hmm. allow the Holy spirit to move so freely within us. I mean, it's a beautiful thing. And I think many of us, I mean, Michelle, you're not the only one. Like we, we stifle the mm. movements of the Holy Spirit, and and often we want to know. It's like, well, God, tell me, tell me what you tell me what you want, instead of just saying, you have my permission, mm-hmm. like to do whatever you want, mm-hmm. in and mm-hmm. through me. Mm-hmm. And I, I think almost even repenting of those areas, like where mm-hmm. have I stifled the Holy Spirit? Like the Lord's really, mm-hmm. I just have beginning, I'm starting to begin to dream again. And it was just been mm-hmm. very painful because that's the thing that I used to be able to do the best, a dream with them. Mm-hmm. But I was trying to, I realized I was dreaming in my own power. I wasn't mm-hmm. co-creating with the Holy Spirit. I was seeing what I can produce and not what I could create. Mm-hmm. And creation is what the Holy Spirit does. Come on. Produ- production is man-made. Creation mm-hmm. is Holy Spirit driven. Mm-hmm. And so like, what mm-hmm. is the Holy Spirit inviting me to co-create? Because mm-hmm. what he gives us, yes, there's sacrifice, but the burden is easy and mm-hmm. light. And he carries, he does, like we've said before, he does the heavy lifting. So like, where have I like really stifled the Holy Spirit? Where have I stifled resurrection power in my mm-hmm. life? Where have I closed my heart and not been a lavish lover? Where has he called me to bold love? And I love Pope Benedict always says, you know, Christianity is a love story. It Mm -hmm. is an event. Mm -hmm. Well, we are, we're coming to the main event this Easter Sunday. Mm -hmm. This is what we, like you said, sister, like if this is real people, you know, the resurrection is real. How Mm -hmm. are we living our daily reality that Mm -hmm. this resurrection power is a real Mm -hmm. thing? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this is exactly what the Lord has been doing in our lives during Lent. And this is exactly how we go forth. So everything we're talking about today, it's like, oh, it doesn't end on Easter Sunday. This is just the beginning. Like this is the beginning of taking everything that the Lord is doing and continuing to walk with it and letting it marinate in our hearts and to transform us and to allow the Lord to bring us into yeah, to deeper places. Like It's just so important. It's just, it's just so important. And that's the day by day journey that, that all of us are on. That's the day-by-day journey. And I think I one of the quotes that I use on for Easter Sunday in Restore is the book. I started out with the same quote with the book, and I, I'm just, I love the Easter Vigil Liturgy. It's so incredibly beautiful. The prayers are so beautiful. And one of my favorite prayers is when the, the priest takes the Paschal candle that he's just blessed, and he lights it in the new Paschal fire. 
And the the Easter vigil takes place at night, so there's only the lit by the fire. And the priest prays this prayer, and he says, May the light of Christ rising in glory dispel the darkness of our hearts and minds. Right? May the light of Christ rising in glory dispel the darkness of our hearts and minds. And that's what we've been talking about this entire these entire weeks, these six weeks of letting the light of Christ dispel the darkness of our hearts and minds. And this is what he continues to do in our life. Like what you both were just beautifully saying, like this is Jesus Christ, the risen Lord, taking on everything, continuing to dispel the darkness of our hearts and minds. Why? So that we can love well, so that we can receive him, we can love and just the beautiful ways that he does that. So and th- this is the good news, y'all, seriously. This is the good news. And amen. Yeah. Amen. 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 Yeah. So good. That's so good yeah. because I think we're right on, we're, you know, the point is to live into it now yes, this week, yep. mm-hmm. live into it. If you mm-hmm. can go to the Easter vigil, I would encourage people to Please, go yeah. mm-hmm. and listen to those prayers. Like yes. let them be prayed in you. Let the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit pray these prayers in you for them to become a reality within your own heart, your relationships, your community, your families, the people that you care most deeply about. Yeah. yeah here we go, friends. Here we go. Well, ladies, any last words in this official Lenten series before we wish everybody happy Easter? <laughs> Feast well, my friends. Feast well. Yes. Mm-hmm. 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 Stay thirsty. No, that's not the Dos Equis guy. No, no, no. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Feast well, definitely. Yeah. Moral of the story, don't drink gold, yeah. Tiger. But anyway. Yeah, girl, like, let's, let, if you only remember one thing this whole Lent, let's just remember that. <laughs> We give good advice here at Abiding oh, Together. Seriously, seriously. Dude, that's so, so great. Yeah. What about you, dear Heather? Any, any last words for our listeners before we close our Lent and wish everybody happy Easter? Yeah. yeah, I just I just hope that this week is, yeah, that you create space for the Lord to be who he is in mm-hmm. every way, that you you allow him to see you in your most broken places and that he would meet you there and you would just mm-hmm. offer him whatever it is that you can this week, Mm -hmm. just honest, vulnerable, real. Amen. And it's my heart. I just pray that this Lenten season has been a time of just deeper encounter with Jesus. I, I really do pray that all of us wake up Easter Sunday different than we were Ash Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And even if it's in only a small way, it's worth it. Like Mm -hmm. it is worth it. Christ is real. Like he's alive and he, he loves us. And this journey is worth it. Our faith is worth it. This life is worth it. And so just to continue to just invite us on this journey and, and let's keep going. Like we go forth friends, like we go forth, we keep going and it's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful journey. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Amen. Well, ladies, Michelle, would you like to offer everybody your Holy Week slash happy Easter one things? Yes. Sister alluded to it earlier, but I love the Chrism Mass. I love mm. when the priests renew their vows yes. and all of that. And I just love the gift of the priesthood. You know? Amen, girl. The gift mm. of the priesthood. And we have some really good, we've seen some heartbreaking parts of the priesthood yeah. and where that fatherhood has not been what it should be. But really in the last couple of years, I've seen some of the most beautiful examples of fatherhood and priesthood. And I'm really thankful to my priest brothers. Like I'm Mm -hmm. very thankful that I have some really good brothers in Christ that are priests Mm -hmm. and they love me really well. And I was just laughing at one of them the other day and just, just their humor and their humanity and their holiness all wrapped up into one. And so they make really good brothers and they are really Mm -hmm. good fathers to my family. Mm -hmm. And so I'm very appreciative of them. So Mm -hmm. they are my one Mm -hmm. thing. Amen. Miss Heather? 
Well, my one thing this week is a new series for youth by Alpha called the Life on Purpose series. I was invited to be a part of it. And I was just, yeah, so glad that I was even a part of it so that I could see it. It's really, really well done. And I can't wait for my teenagers to watch it. It just came out. It's alphacanada.org. And the link is going to be in the show notes, but it's a free four part series for teenagers, how to live your life on purpose. It's really good. Mm, yeah. Mm, that's can't wait. Awesome. That's I a know. great idea, especially as you launch into the Easter season. That's a great idea. Yeah. Sister, how about you? It is a great idea. Well, um, I have been thoroughly enjoying something called Soaking in His Presence by a worship artist from Bethel. And it's instrumental music written in the presence of God for just letting your heart rest. And I'm telling y'all, I, I like I, I listened to it on Spotify. I found it on YouTube first and I listened to it on Spotify. So I put it like on a timer and I just tell you like 30 minutes of just sitting that and just praying so deeply. It has mm-hmm. opened up part of my heart that I, I just have not known before. And just like, oh, I, so I just want to offer that to our listeners. Maybe this Holy Week is a week. You just want to soak with the Lord in His presence and just put it on the background. It's so very calming. It's very beautiful. And it's just very uplifting and also just very deep. So I just wanted to offer that gift to our listeners. So soaking in the Lord's presence by Bethel, mm. Bethel Worship. Amen. Amen. Well, dear friends, happy Easter. We wish you every beautiful, wonderful grace and joy, the resurrection and God's love for you and his eternal heart for you. So thank you so much for joining us on this Lenten series. Thank you, dear Heather and dear Michelle. It's been fun to Sister, walk thank with you for you. reading this book. It, is so it was good. so beautiful to <laughs> so read your well. words and just your heart to lead us during this this Lenten journey. So thank you so much, sister. For it was so funny. People would say something to me. They're like, she wrote this, she wrote this. And I laughed because I feel like it's part of our conversation. <laughs> so it I is. Like, yeah, we talk about yeah. that. But it's so yeah. beautiful to see your heart on pages. And so it is mm-hmm. so beautiful to see. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you, friends. I appreciate that. Thank you. That blesses me a lot. And thanks for just being willing to have this book as part of our journey. So, well, friends, until next time, happy Easter. And until then, we'll be abiding together. God bless you. Happy Holy Week. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you liked it, would you please share it with a friend? We encourage you to head over to our website, abidingtogetherpodcast.com, where you can find all the show notes, links to our one things, transcripts, group discussion questions for each episode, and beautiful mugs, t-shirts, journals, and prints on our shop. There you can also subscribe to receive our weekly email with links to each new episode and all of the content. We'd love to connect on social media and invite you to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter so you can catch inspiring reflections every day. You're also welcome to join our private Facebook group and dive deeper into discussions with our fellow listeners. If the podcast has blessed you, would you prayerfully consider financially supporting us? The Abiding Together podcast is only available due to the generous support of our listeners. There are significant costs associated with creating this content, such as tech support, design, website, equipment, and hired staff that we need to be able to continue offering great content to you. Abiding Together is a nonprofit 501c3, and all donations are tax deductible. You can make donations of any amount through a website called Patreon, or you can send us a check directly if that's easier for you. If you donate $15 or more per month on our Patreon page, you become a tribe member and you will receive bonus content every month, such as short videos, recipes, playlists, downloadable prints, and more. You can find all the information about Patreon at patreon.com forward slash abiding together podcast. Thank you and God bless you.